Okay, now I want to... Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Did you... Are you still recording? I'm going to do the sign-on for, like, earlier no, in the podcast. No, just play it twice. Do the, like, no. cool thing. Do the cool thing where, like, it ends with the beginning. No. Do it. Do it. This is, no, do this it. isn't a Nolan do movie. It. Okay, one sec. Do it. <laughs> do, <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> There's so many different movies that say do it. Um, all right, so let's just do the sign-in real quick. Welcome to no. Let's Run That Back. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. And I'm Matt. So there's no, there's no like trailers for us to talk about or anything like that because we're. Um, I haven't watched it, but I think. I haven't watched it, but I think Dune came out with a... Oh, no, just pictures. Oh, Dune? Yeah, yeah. I really want to see that. From Denny Villain. Yeah. His last name is difficult to pronounce, and on our last podcast, we couldn't pronounce what I would think is not a difficult one to pronounce, so maybe we just shouldn't review Dune, just because we're not going to be able to say the director's name. If there was a theme to... Uh, um, the Miami Dolphins draft this uh, this year. It's unpronounceable well, last names. <laughs> it was like Key and Peele's East West Bowl skit. Yeah, and it's really only two players, but one of them's you know the first one, Tagovailoa. I, I don't I don't know anything about the. You've Dolphins. never heard of Tua Tagovailoa? <laughs> no. Okay, well, that's one of the guys we drafted. Okay. And the other one, I can't even remember his uh, first name, but his last name is, I'm going to try this, Igbenamine. No, like from Kingdom Hearts 2, Nomine? No, Igbenamine. Okay. Yeah, Nomine from Kingdom Hearts. No, no. <laughs> Igbenamine. Sora, Donald, Goofy. No, no. <laughs> okay, well, I'm done. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, okay. But speaking of Dune, Kristen was buying things from Amazon a couple weeks ago, and she was like, is there anything you want? And I was like, I mean, I kind of want to read read Dune since that movie's coming out this year. And she went to put it in the cart, and it said, like, not available until, like, May 6th or something like that, I guess. I think those those images came out that you were referring to, and people bought the book to read it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, But, yeah, so uh, we are quarantined right now like a lot of people are just staying at home i mean both of us still have jobs that are considered essential i guess so we're not always at home but we can't go to the movies so today's podcast is a movie that is streamable on uh, disney plus and so that's what we opted to do so that we could keep doing the podcast hope everyone out there listening is staying safe during all of this it's pretty insane um and it's an anxious time, but making this podcast and watching the movies and stuff has been a nice way to cope, so hopefully listening to it is the same way. Because we're quarantined, Matt is on, like, a call, and so his audio is not going to sound as good as it normally does, and so you're going to just have to deal with it. <laughs> so, we watched Onward, Disney Pixar's Onward. Um, it was directed by Dan Scanlon. 
and it was written by a bunch of guys. I, I'm being completely honest. I just didn't want to write all their names That's down. actually what it said in the credits. Yes. was written by a bunch of guys. Yeah, which at, at this point is not very surprising. <laughs> um, and uh, it was starring Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, and more. Um, and uh, I'll I'll be honest, personally, I, I was going into it not expecting too much because mm-hmm. I knew like there were all these memes about how it looked like a DreamWorks movie with the art and stuff and based on the trailers i didn't really know a ton of what it was going to be about mm-hmm. but um you know i just found it very unrealistic i don't think it makes sense i i didn't relate to the main character i don't i don't think it makes sense to be so anxious that you're scared to drive um he, so clearly he, i'm he was you he was I'm you. Jo- <laughs> clearly i'm joking <laughs> the movie was fantastic it was very good and, and can i just say yeah. If it's important to anybody listening not to be spoiled, please turn this off. Watch yes. the movie. We're going to talk about some some cool stuff that we may have liked or not liked, but it will ruin some uh, plot details that if you want to watch um, and really enjoy the movie fully, um, you're not going to want to have ruined for you. It's really a movie that moves... The plot moves so well and the actual story beats like are so important that it it it, it was it was fantastic it was constructed (laughs) perfectly yes clearly you liked the movie i enjoyed it very much and i not every aspect of each character really went with it but the main character ian was very reminiscent of me mm-hmm. and the character of barley was very reminiscent of you mm-hmm. and it felt very strange watching yeah i would say like i didn't have as bad of social anxiety as ian had so that right. wasn't something that i dealt with but definitely don't like driving definitely scared of a lot of things and um anxious all the time and you could seem to care less all the time so (laughs) so it was just wild watching this movie and being like okay matt told me i should watch it and it's like a movie about brothers and we're brothers so we're gonna review it and all this stuff and then being like oh shit no like but it's like more than i thought right i thought it was um just off the bat i was talking to carrie about this yesterday when pixar first started making movies and it was Toy Story, and it was Bugs Life, and it was Cars, and it was Nemo, and it was it was so, like, out of this world, blow your mind, imaginative and mm-hmm. creative um, that I feel like they set their bar so high. Yeah. Uh, to the point where they make a movie like this that is really creative and imaginative and, and, and really cool, but it's like just as creative as all the other stuff they've made yeah so it doesn't blow you away quite the quite the same way um and i feel like that was kind of working against it it was like they kind of took like just that it's not like exponentially growing or exponentially getting better and better and better so it's like how much better can you get than perfection yeah well and i did see a review and i wish uh, I saw it on Letterboxd. I wish I had paid attention to the name so I could credit it. Um, so I'm sorry about that. But someone said, like, not as good as past Pixar movies, but A-Pixar is still great. 
and right. So like, it, I I see what you're saying that it um, I mean it's hard to look back. Like Ratatouille is like my favorite one, and The Incredibles. I mean, it was like back to back to back. They like kept blowing your mind every time, right. and then they hit a spot where like it just kind of was like, yeah, yeah. Um, like I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. Neither have I. <laughs> but I haven't seen a. Mm, I've only seen like one Pixar movie that I'm like, mm, that one's not for me. I'm almost nervous to ask you which one it is. It's it's Cars two. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I love that it's not Cars three. It's Cars two. Cars three was okay. <laughs> only after Cars two though. <laughs> right. <laughs> But this one oh, kind of felt like they took, they were like, oh, well, for Monsters, Inc., we made this whole world that was all monster-themed, and they were like, all right, well, let's just shift that skin over to fantasy, and we'll do the same yeah. thing. And it was very much not the same movie, but... Right. Like I said, there's only so much you can do. There's only You can only up the ante so far. Right. Okay, well, let's let's move on to, like, we are definitely going into spoilers now, so turn off the podcast if you want to be able to watch the movie unspoiled which is how we would always recommend seeing movies but this one is is i guess a special case of it pretty much the movie is about ian and barley who are two brothers they're elves it takes place in a fantasy world where magic used to exist way back in the day but it's kind of uh died out because it became not needed as like invention kind of blossomed around, you know, you don't need magic to light a fire when you can just turn on a light bulb, that kind of thing. It's Ian's 16th birthday, blah, blah, blah. Their father died before Ian was born and he left a present for when they were both over 16. And it's a magical wizard staff and a spell to bring him back to life for one day. To bring their dad Maybe back two to days. life for one day. Yeah, bring the dad back to life. Um, it was just one day. It was just one day. Yeah, they okay. don't get to like choose one or two days, and they chose one. Like, right? Because <laughs> I mean, you would choose two. You would. Yes, yeah. that would be a good point. Given the choice. Um, as we kind of like mentioned a little earlier, Ian is like an anxious, nervous wreck, kind of scared of everything, and he's the little brother. And Barley is, like, this big goofball that kind of doesn't take anything seriously and could be seen as, like, a screw-up for not really doing anything with his life. But you, you, um, you said Barley, right? Yeah, I said Barley. I didn't say okay. Matt. Okay, yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. make sure. We got to keep that clear throughout the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you screw-up. <laughs> um, so pretty much, like, that's kind of the dynamic that's going on the whole time. So Barley knows so much about the history of the magic and everything because he plays pretty much Dungeons and Dragons all the time. And in their world, it's a very historically accurate version. Right. But I think it's kind of important that in this world, since magic hasn't been around for so long, no one believes that it is real. No one believes right. that it actually existed. So Barley plays this game and really believes in the magic and in all the ancient stories and the quests and everything and everyone just kind of looks at him like all right get out of here right that's almost part of people seeing him as like a screw up someone that just doesn't take things seriously and right. screw up and everything cuz the th one thing that he does take seriously is something believed to be fake 
Well said. Yeah, actually. Um, I should say I'm really into pro wrestling. <laughs> it's so true. It's so weird. Um, so okay, Barley tries to do... <laughs> so Barley tries to do the spell. Doesn't work. Um, and then Barley and the mom like leave the room. And while Ian's alone, he accidentally does the spell and it starts working. But he doesn't know what's going on or what to do. So... When Barley barges in and sees it's, like, starting to bring their dad back, he tries to help, and Ian not being confident enough and Barley kind of being overconfident, they they bungle it, and just their dad's lower half is brought back, so pretty much his waist down. Um, and so that begins <laughs> yeah, the quest. Yeah, that means including his purple socks. That's right. I'm glad you, I'm glad you noticed that. Um that's a nice detail that, like, a friend of the dad's mentioned that he had, like, this wacky, bold style and that he wore purple socks that everyone thought were crazy. And the, the lower half was wearing the purple socks. Um, so pretty much to, to, do the, uh, to do the spell, you need what's called a phoenix stone. And while they were trying to bring their dad back, theirs broke. So they need another one. So that starts the quest to get another phoenix stone to be able to bring back the rest of their dad before the day is over so that Ian can finally meet him and so that Barley can show their dad his van named Guinevere, his most prized possession. There might be a little more to that later, but uh, <laughs> that's for now. That's what we know that they want to do. Um, and Ian's the type of person he makes to-do lists to make sure he gets all the stuff done that he wants to do. And so he writes all these things that he wants to do with his dad, like play catch and like spend their life together and share a laugh, you know, that kind of stuff. So they set off on the quest. I'm, this is going to be, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in the movie, so I'm going to do a big old yada, yada, yada right now and say they go to a tavern. They meet different monsters and uh, mythical creatures like pixies and a manticore, which is like a lion, griffin, scorpion all put together in one um, like beast yeah and uh all and that the was while, octavia spencer that was, was octavia phenomenal spencer. yeah she was amazing she was Her, awesome cory the manticore um all the while they're on this this adventure trying to bring their dad back their mom laurel is like following behind them trying to catch up to them um and she runs into the manticore cory played by octavia spencer also and finds out that there's a curse that their bo- the boys are heading towards. That they so don't pretty know much, about. The right, and, and the boys it. don't know about it. So pretty much the movie is following the boys trying to get to the Phoenix Stone and the mom trying to catch them before they unleash the curse without knowing about it. So yada, 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 yada. When they're real close to getting to the stone, Ian finds out that, um, you know, finds out from Barley that Barley only has a few memories of their dad, and one of the memories is their dad when he's sick in the hospital. And Barley, as a little kid, was supposed to go in and say goodbye to his dad, but when he walked in, he saw how scary the hospital equipment and everything looked, and so he ran out, and he never got to say goodbye to his dad, and it's something he regrets, and that's why he decided then that he'll never be scared of anything and pretty much why he's so overconfident about everything all right. the time. 
So it's like it's a big moment that Ian kind of realizes he never really understood Barley the whole time. Um, and that this whole time he's been thinking about what he wants to do with their dad hasn't really thought as much about what what Barley would have going into it. Right. Um, and then, you know, they have a bunch of uh, moments where they get like set back and one of them is getting to the end of their journey and finding that they're just back where they started. It's yeah, like the, the map. School. Right. It's like the map they took, like didn't lead them where it was supposed to is what it seems like. So the sun's about to set. So, um, you know, Ian calls Barley a screw up, says they should have done what Ian wanted to do instead of what Barley wanted to do. And, um, goes off to spend the last moments he can with, with dad's legs, which is what I write in, <laughs> in, uh, when I was writing the synopsis, I just kept saying like Ian Barley and dad's legs head to <laughs> this or that. And, um, so pretty much Barley figures out that they were in the right place while they're separated and finds the Phoenix stone. Meanwhile, Ian is looking at his to-do list and starting to cross off all the things that he wanted Didn't. to do with his dad that he's not going to be able to. Right. And this is where the waterworks start. This oh, is man. where you start crying unless you're heartless. He, Ian realizes that all the stuff he wanted to do on his to-do list, he did with Barley his entire life. And if that, if that doesn't get you, I don't know what, what does. <laughs> that, that was incredible. So he runs back to tell Barley, like, oh, my God, like, I'm you've sorry. been my father yeah. figure this whole time. Like, right. I didn't have a father, but I had a brother. Um, the curse is let out, big finale and everything. And the big moment in the finale is when Barley says that he'll hold off the curse um, so that Ian can meet their father. And Ian says, uh, I'll hold off the curse you say goodbye to dad. Right. If you weren't crying already. <laughs> I'm almost over. crying now. I know. I'm feeling it right now. It was insane. And he fights off the curse, which takes the form of a giant dragon made of stone with the help of his mom and the manticore. And then in an amazing story decision, um, Ian gets trapped in all the rubble after defeating the dragon and just watches from afar Barley and their dad mm-hmm. getting to talk for a minute. Um, and then, you know, the end of the movie is just kind of, they got to do it. I'm like, I'm like crying. Do you right need now. a minute? <laughs> I'm fine. You get a little verklempt. <laughs> it was a sad, but happy also right, movie. Right. Um, <laughs> so it ends the movie. They get, they got to get their dad back for a second. Barley got to say goodbye the brothers reconciled because now they really understand each other's emotions and right, um, motivations. what they've gone through their whole life. And, um, you know, they all live happily ever after, um, in- including the mom's new boyfriend that we didn't mention at all. But... Bronco, <laughs> the centaur. Yeah, he was he was pretty great. Um, so uh, that was honestly a really maybe not quick summary, but. <laughs> A very, I did not talk about a lot of the things that happened in the movie. Yeah, it's an expedited version. And it was just, oh man, now we can really start talking about how it was just such a great story. And every second of the way, I was like hooked and captivated. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted them to bring the dad back and just never saw everything that 
happened coming. Right, right. They built it and built it in such small little doses that you didn't realize it, but you were watching him check off his list the whole movie. Yeah, and you don't even think about it because each moment uh, that's a thing that they're checking off the list has so much, like, other stuff going on Mm -hmm. in it that, like, you're just paying attention to, like, what's happening right now. Right. Like, they're being chased by a bunch of crazed motorcycle gang pixies and barley was accidentally turned tiny so ian has to drive even though he's scared and get on the freeway and And so you're just standing on his shoulder telling him what to do exactly and so you 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 see like this is just a great chase scene and there's a lot of emotion in it because you know that he's scared to drive and he's never been on the freeway and all that happens and you're just happy that it works out for them. And then later when he's crossing off, learn to drive, you're like, Oh, right. <laughs> Barley and taught the plane, him how to drive. And Barley taught him how to use the magic too. Right. Because right. They, they set it up in the, um, in the beginning of the movie that not everyone has the gift to be able to use magic. It happens right. that Ian has the gift, but has no idea what to do. And Barley doesn't have the gift, but knows exactly what to do. So he's teaching them throughout the movie. And then later when they're just like messing around with spells and playing catch with the Cheetos, you know, you don't even realize, oh, they're having a catch. Yep. You know, it's yeah, it's just he's just teaching them more stuff. You're just used to seeing them learn magic and everything. And that was something I loved is that, you know, like Barley, who put who puts like so much of his life and love into the history and the magic and stuff. There's never a time where he realizes that Ian has the gift and he doesn't and he's, like, jealous or anything like that. Like, he's psyched that his little brother ha- is magic. Right. And um, so I liked that they never, like, went for that kind of, like, easy thing right. of something to bring between them. What they went for was the things they don't say to each other would kind of bring out right the divide between them yep um there's a scene fairly early on in the movie and i only noticed this on the second watch through and it like blew my mind mm-hmm. um where ian it, he has to work up the courage to talk to some of his friends at school to invite them to a party at his house yeah and he writes notes on his hand so he can remember what to say and he touches his face and smudges all over and he's trying to talk to his friends and here comes Barley and Guinevere, and he's driving all over the road and honking the horn, and Ian! And Ian's trying to act like he doesn't know him, and he's going, Ian! And, right. and they're going, I think that guy knows you. And he's like, what, Barley? And I'm going, oh my god, he's embarrassed of his dad. Like, that's the way that scene was played. Right. Right there, right in the beginning of the movie. Right. <laughs> and it's, it was yeah, just it, such a... Again, it wasn't very heavy-handed. They just kind of right. threw it in there, but it was such a great touch, especially after it was over and you were going, he's been his dad his whole life. Right. Without really without cool. really, you know, either of them really knowing it. Right, realizing and, it. And I think that that was another thing that one one note that I put down um, was how great all the setups and payoffs were throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. They set up so many things, and then it always paid off beautifully later right. on. And I I wrote down, like, a few examples, like, you know, an obvious one, like when he goes on the driving lesson and can't merge, and then when they're being chased, he has to merge. Right. Um, and then a, a great one where Barley taught him 
that you don't want to sand down the magic staff because there's magic in every fiber of it. Mm -hmm. And so then when he loses the staff later and just has that one splinter left, he knows there's magic in this splinter. The splinter that he got in the beginning of the movie. Right. In the bedroom. Well, Barley got the splinter. And then he got another splinter later. That would have been great. So Um, stupid, Matt. You're an idiot, Matt. You're such a screw-up. You're screwing up the podcast. Um, but um, but one big one I liked. <laughs> one big one I liked was in the earlier scene when um, when he when Ian pulls out a recording of his dad just messing around trying to learn how to record a tape, mm-hmm. um, and he has like a pretend conversation with the random things his dad is saying while right. he's messing with it. He he looks at the uh, the pic the photos that he has on his on his corkboard above mm-hmm. him, and you see pretty much the timeline of like there was mom, dad, and Barley, mm-hmm. and then there was just mom, Barley, and Ian, and and you kind of like see the pictures show that, and then them showing that again at the end once you know everything, yep. you can see that it's like. They just always had who they needed to have. <laughs> right. Oh, it was just such a great payoff. <laughs> I I I wasn't expecting to relate to it so much. Right. Like our dad's alive, so it's like not that part of it. <laughs> right. But I was I was telling Kristen like if Dad wasn't alive, I would sue Pixar for like <laughs> for stealing, stealing your life story. <laughs> and they were like, "Why? Because you had an older brother that roughed you up when you were younger." So, like, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was so relatable. It was. And, and I, I wonder I'd be if interested it's... to know if other people feel that way. Yes. You know what I, I mean? I was thinking the same thing. It just felt so weird since I, I've worked through so much anxiety over the course yeah. of my life. And mm-hmm. I'm better now. But, like, that I could see myself in Ian. At, right. Like, and in I never, and, and I never really much paid attention to your anxiety and pretended it didn't exist and, and tried to make you, uh, do things you didn't want to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. We so, didn't get to go some, on a magical quest. <laughs> sometimes successfully, sometimes not. <laughs> but, um, and, and I mean, and you watch wrestling as we, as we said, so that, I mean, that's a pretty great, uh, comparison to, uh, I, I kind of wish you played D and D. I feel like that would make you cooler to me. But uh, I don't know, Cody. I'm a pretty <laughs> cool guy. Oh God. I wasn't expecting how emotional it was gonna be, which right. was probably stupid on my part because it is a Pixar movie. It's a Pixar so, like, movie. I should have known. Right. Um, but God, it got me so good mm-hmm. at the end, and even. Even near the beginning, when he was having the fake conversation with the recording of his dad. Right, right. I just, I was like, tears in my eyes, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and that's, uh, that's something else that I wonder if people are going to have that reaction or if it comes with our, like, shared life experience, um, which is the fun thing about movies in the right. first place. Right. Was there anything you didn't like? I mean, there wasn't much. Um, I feel like there were there were times when <clears throat> it tried a little too hard, mainly with the mom's boyfriend. What was his name? Colt Bronco. Colt 
Colt Bronco. I feel like they were trying to kind of force the comedic uh, like side character with him a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. And it wasn't that bad. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was it was a little forced. Yeah. Um, I I did I did like the the one I guess there were there were two scenes with Colt Bronco that I did like, which was when he said I'm gonna count to three and then just started like stamping his hoof <laughs> yeah, like on the ground funny. like weird. Yeah. And then I loved at the end him pulling his hat off and having like Fabio hair <laughs> yeah. starting to run. Um I I, I I don't know that I could put my finger on it. There's something about it that it just didn't quite stand up to Toy Story or Nemo. Um, I mean, I would put it up there with Up or Wally. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I might rank Inside Out ahead of it just because uh, for some reason I just love Inside Out. Yeah, that was another um, really good one. I mean, it's up there. It's not quite up there with the greats. But and I and I can't really tell you why. Um, Kristen mentioned uh, about like the very ending, like the epilogue kind of portion of it. Um, that that part was just a little, a little bit too like perfect. Everything was perfect at the end of the movie, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, and then the more movie. I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. Like. It's like now he can do magic all the time and he's got all the best friends and they've got like it kind of I feel like would have been like a nicer ending to just be about like Ian and and Barley like hanging out together like yeah playing Dungeons and Dragons or something right still be a little bit of an outcast and maybe he's got a little bit better of a relationship with uh, Colt Bronco. Right, and, and maybe he, you know, he'll eat lunch with the kids that he was originally talking to, but not yeah. the big giant goblin guy that was mean to him. <laughs> but um, like, yeah, it, like, but he's it got barley. Just, and... It showed like everything was exactly as perfect as you would want it to be, and like, and and especially like bringing up the Colt Bronco. Like, I just feel like there wasn't really enough things to happen to show them like are on like great terms. Like, they never really were on like bad terms, but no, they just, it just like felt. Him. Yeah. They were mom's was... boyfriend, and they idolized yeah. their dad. Yeah. Or he was mom's um, boyfriend. But, but yeah, like, I um I don't usually want sequels to anything, and I don't necessarily want a sequel to this, because they will never... I feel like they'll never reach that same emotional uh, peak that they had in this one. But I saw in a review someone like, I just want to know what's happening on that Raven's Point mountain. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's something dark going on over there. That mountain <laughs> looked scary. <laughs> No, I uh, expressly do not want a uh, sequel to this. Yeah, ever since Cars Two, he's been uh, he's been pretty scarred. You know what? I enjoyed Toy Story Four, and I really expected not to. I didn't see Toy Story Four, but I did like Toy Story Two and Toy <laughs> Story Three. I feel like with with all the Toy Story movies, for whatever reason, they know how to how to keep it going. They just it's, know how to keep going with it's the Tom story. Hanks. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> So then what if they get Tom Hanks for the Onward sequel? Oof. Toy Story Onward uh, crossover. <laughs> Does he fall in love with a mermaid? <laughs> Played by Daryl Hannah. <laughs> It'll be the biggest crossover event in the history of film. Played by Daryl from The Office, Craig Robinson. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the Pontiac Bandit. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So um, 
what would you what would you rate it? I feel like I I usually have you go first in this, and I'm always so indecisive with what <laughs> oh, I, I want to rate movies. I'll tell so, you exactly what I rated it. I will tell you what I rated it first. <gasps> I'm rating this one four stars out of five because I really liked it. So what kept it from a fifth star? I think what kept it from a fifth star is this is gonna sound mean because it's like I like Chris Pratt, but I feel like his voice just sounded like Chris Pratt. Like I wasn't getting a certain character out of it. Um, and so I wish the voice acting would have been a little bit better in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. and like you said before, like it it does a lot of things great, but, and, and it's not generic in any way. It feels original still, but it does still just not feel as, I guess, um, as perfect as like finding nemo or ratatouille or something like that does to me i got you so you're holding you're withholding a star because chris pratt sounded like chris pratt i know i know but is that the only reason is that also the only reason you gave batman and robin four stars because george clooney just sounded like george clooney what are you talking about batman and robin gets five stars i I, I don't know (laughs) That's a joke. No, it gets four stars because of the nipples. <laughs> Onward? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, not Batman and Robin. Um, I also gave it four stars, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide what it was that, that held it back from five. It's like I said, I can't really put my finger on it. While it was a really great story and super emotional, and I, I felt like I could relate to it a lot, there's part of it that did feel a little bit generic. Yeah. Oh, who's big right now? Eh, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt. You know, yeah. I don't know. Veep's won a bunch of Emmys. Let's get her. Octavia Spencer was in that movie Ma <laughs> a, a year ago. <laughs> Watch Ma. I don't want to distract you. Watch Keep going. It. Don't get distracted. Uh, so it just felt a little bit generic, which was yeah. the only thing. Well, and it's tough when you're looking at, like, I would give Ratatouille five stars. I would give Finding Nemo five stars. I guess I need to watch Ratatouille again. I I might just be one of the weirdos that loves Ratatouille, (laughs) but I would give those five stars. And if, you know, I just didn't like this movie as much as those movies, so I can't give it five stars. Right. This is not one that I'm going to go back and watch over and over and over. Exactly. And... I don't know how much of it is just because of how much I personally related to it, which isn't really a good reason to take a star away or anything. That's not really what I'm saying, but I am curious to see what other people think. Um, And and I said to Kristen, like, did you like it? Um, And and she was like, yeah, it made me cry. I was like, it did? She's like, it's a Pixar movie. (laughs) Of course it did. Of course it did. So, yeah. So, no, that all works. So, would you recommend it? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I would recommend it having not listened to this podcast. Like you sh- I hope you turned off the podcast <laughs> right, right. and watched it first. <laughs> but if you didn't, don't be turned away. Still watch the movie. I guarantee you'll still like it. Right. There's a lot of stuff that we left out. Yeah, of course. So um, pretty much that was Onward. Um, there's still a, a little bit of stuff I want to talk about, just a little bit. But um, we do have an email address and so you can send us emails with questions or comments or anything. It's let's run that back pod at gmail.com. Um, so we have that just in case there's anything anyone listening would want to say. And I'll probably in the next week or so set up a uh, like a Twitter or something. 
And speaking of social media, we have an Instagram. Um, it's let's run that back on Instagram. That's it. We didn't put the pod on that one. Um, and I haven't posted anything as of recording this, but before this goes out, there will be stuff on it. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, I'll post on there to, you know, announce like oh, a new episode is up as well as, um, you know, just post uh, pictures that deal with like, I don't know, like behind the scenes of movies we like and things like that. So it'll just be kind of like a fun like film fan page. Please rate and review the podcast if you like what you're hearing. I don't know what app you use to listen to podcasts. If it allows you to rate and review it, please do that. It helps a lot. Um, even though, as Matt will say, he rarely rates things five stars. We'd love it if you rated this five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I rate this podcast five stars, Cody. Yeah, I think this one's pretty good. Last thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, I guess like going forward with the podcast, um, we want to do an episode that just kind of tells you a little bit more about us, like what kind of movies we like, our favorite directors, writers, that kind of stuff, why we like film. Um, so that might be something coming soon. I don't know if we'll do that during quarantine, but like, I don't know how good the audio sounds or if I want it to be better audio, you know? Right. Um, but my friend Rachel recommended that and I just thought it was a good idea and I, I want to do an episode like that. And then, um, for the, <laughs> for the foreseeable future, um, <laughs> We're, you know, quarantined and we're staying at home. So we're going to be watching movies that are, uh, you know, available on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney Plus, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, maybe some of the movies we do won't be super new. But um, once we're allowed to safely go back to the movie theaters, we'll be back to watching newer movies. So, yeah, you said you got nothing. Um, no, I think I'm good. Please uh, watch Onward. Yeah, please, I mean, they're not. We're not sponsored by them or anything, so you can watch it or not yeah, watch it's it. A but good movie, you, you, it's a good movie. You should watch it. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So this is let's run that back. I am Cody. I'm Matt. Did we do that at the beginning? Probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good one. See you later. Uh-huh.